What's good, everybody? It's your boy Brandon Scott again with Locked On Wizards. Today, we're going to do a preview for the Wizards game Friday night versus the New York Knicks and D.C. Could Bilal Kulabali work at the two guard beside Jordan Poole in the same backcourt? And what is Johnny Davis's trade value? We're going to talk about that and more next on Locked On Wizards. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's good, everybody? It's your boy Brandon Scott again. My guy, the real Ed Oliver, is taking the day off. But we definitely appreciate you guys making Lockdown Wizards your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every single day. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. So we're going to start off with a Wizards versus Knicks preview for Friday night in D.C. Then we're going to look at, could Bilal Kulabali work at the two-guard beside Jordan Poole in the same backcourt? And what is Johnny Davis's trade? day because you know and i know he's been catching a lot of dmps so we're gonna talk about that and more tonight so let's get into it now friday night the new york knicks coming to town for the second home in season tournament game friday night seven o'clock and four game losing streak man so i mean as you guys know we're not really gonna look at keys to victory per se we're gonna look at what things to look for what young guys look for that type of thing, but kind of real quick, we're gonna look at a depth chart of the New York Knicks real quick. Obviously, at point guard Jalen Brunson, he's been playing well in New York. Um, he's a really good, really good point guard who knows how to run their offense. A two guard, it is day to day, but Quentin Grimes for right now, uh, is slated to start at the two guard. RJ Barrett at small forward, power forward Julius Randle, and at center Mitchell Robinson. But looking at their bench real quick, they got an intriguing bench because they have a bench who can definitely play. It's going to challenge our bench. Um, Emmanuel Quickly, Dante DiVincenzo, and Josh Hart. Um, so they definitely have a formidable bench. So what would be some keys, I guess, who am I looking at? I mean, what would, I'm going to give you a couple players that I'm looking at and really one stat. But what, I guess, realistically, what things are we looking for as far as if we have a chance to beat the Knicks at home? Well, obviously, we have to, we have to protect the perimeter, man. We've got to pre- uh, protect the perimeter. As you saw from the last game, man, I mean, against the Mavs, you know, they're number one in three-point shooting, and they <laughs> took us to work, man. So we've got to protect the perimeter. We've got to communicate, especially in transition. We've got to, we've got to train, you know, we've got to, uh, man, it's just, it's hard to say because I feel like I say this every game, but um, transition is big. Transition D, perimeter D, protecting, uh, protecting the interior. Um, rebounding is another key that I'm looking at. We've got a rebound. Mitchell Robinson is another big who, he's, I guess, in the, his body size is very similar to Daniel Gafford, but he's a guy who can rebound at a high level. So I'm looking at that as a matchup. I definitely want to see how Daniel Gafford does against Mitchell Robinson. I think the battle on the paint is definitely going to – whoever wins that battle is going to help with interior defense and with rebounding. So I think Daniel Gafford has to play uh, tough against Mitch Robinson because he's a guy who's a shot blocker and rebounds. Now he's like I said, he's kind of like Daniel Gafford. He's not a guy who's going to expand the floor. You know, he's not gonna, he's not going to stretch the floor. He's not going to shoot jumpers. He's primarily a guy who's looking to rebound, lob threat, um, and block. So very similar to Daniel Gafford. But 
Young guy I am looking at. Um, I'm going to say two of them. And the two guys who really been under the microscope from the fan base and from the front office is Denny Avia and Bilal Koulibaly. Um, Denny matching up against RJ. I think that's a that's another matchup to kind of look at. Um, I'm looking to Denny to really play tough defense on RJ, try to force him to have a bad shooting night. But I want to see him be a more aggressive on the offensive side, especially shooting the ball, driving the lane, definitely try to get to the free throw line. I want to see Denny a lot more aggressive in this game because his offensive game, I'm trying to tell y'all, man, his offensive game is really shaping up. You know, we, we've said it for a couple seasons now that defensively he's a dog. But if he could expand his offensive game, if he could work on driving the lane with more confidence, driving the lane, finishing through contact and traffic, uh, working on that three-point shot and using his left hand, he has improved in everything. And he's working on the left hand. You, you start, you see him try to work on his left hand, and it's going to come along, man. Um, but as far as shooting three-point shot and driving the lane, and especially finishing through contact, he has excelled. He has definitely improved in those areas. So that's a man, that's another matchup I'm looking at. Um, but Bilal Koulibaly, does the good times keep rolling? That's what I want to see. His three-point shot. Now, we know that, you know, after selecting him in the draft, he was a very raw prospect. That he wasn't on many people's radars up till, you know, they started doing a lot of coverage for Wimbenyama. And, you know, and then you see a lot of exposure for Bilal Koulibaly, right? But I think we, we definitely hit on this draft pick. This kid can defend at an all-defense level. But, you know, what's the thing? Just like Denny, who can defend at an all-defense level, you know, can the offensive side come along? And his three-point shot, he is starting to take a lot more three-point shots. Uh, he's starting to put the ball on the floor, become a playmaker. He's starting to create his own shot. I love what I see from Denny and Bilal, man. These two guys, as far as prospects for this organization going forward, they have me very excited. They really, really, really do. Um, they, I think these two guys are, are definitely part of the foundation, mm, excuse me, um, going forward for this rebuilding team. You know, I, I love what I see from Denny and Bilal. So, again, looking at the Knicks, again, four-game losing streak, y'all. Um, is it a winnable game? Ah, I believe it is. I, th I believe that if we can definitely – I'm not – if you look at our roster construction, are we really going to shut – outside of Denny and Bilal, um, do we have any lockdown guys? You know, all we ask is for them to, to show effort, to put some energy on the defensive side, definitely get in the passing lanes. But I think if we can be a stickler on the perimeter, if we can definitely play harder in transition defense, make rotations faster, you know, definitely go out to shooters, man, a lot quicker, we have a chance. Um, I definitely think this, this could be a winnable game. And I, I get it. I know what you're going to say, Brandon. We're rebuilding. Who cares who wins? But, you know, like I said, um, me and Eve have said it time and time again, man, that we both get it. We both were pro-rebuild. I believe the best course of action for this franchise was to go forward with a rebuild. They did that. They got a whole new front office. I'm happy. I'm content. I know that I'm going to see a lot more losses than wins. I get that, and I'm content. I just want to see effort, okay? I just want to see effort. I guess on my face. I, I want to see something on effort. You know, I want them to play hard. That's culture. You know, this is year one of a rebuild. This is where you solidify culture. You know, how do we build that culture, that D.C. culture as far as the Wizards, man, which is defense, you know, which is playing hard which is playing to win. You know, if you play hard and you lose, I can take that. But if you if you lay down and you just expect to lose, that is not a culture. That is not a, that, that is not building a culture. So definitely, definitely looking at them to be very active on the offensive and defensive side and just in 
and play. Play hard. That's all I'm asking for. So before we move on, uh, kind of reiterating, a couple matchups I'm looking for Friday night against the Knicks is definitely Mitchell Robinson versus Daniel Gafford, um, Denny Avial versus R.J. Barrett. And I definitely want to see us more active as far as perimeter defense, interior defense, transitional defense. I want to see more communication on the defensive end, and I want to see rotations better. I want to see us getting making up for that space between shooters, man, getting into shooters' faces, being more active on the defensive end. So, um, again, Friday night at 7 o'clock p.m., um, the, the New York Knicks will be joining us in D.C. at 7 o'clock, so definitely tune in, and we'll see if we can try to get a dub. We'll, we'll see if we get more effort. Um, so I'm not even going to do a prediction. Like I said, I'm, I pretty much gave you my keys or the matchups I'm looking for. So we're going to go from there. So next, um, we're going to look at, could Bilal Koulibaly work in the same backcourt with Johnny or Johnny low hammers. You're already talking about Johnny Davis, Jordan Poole. And what is Johnny Davis's trade value? And would a change of series trade work for him going forward? But before we talk about that, tonight's episode is brought to you by better help. Now, Y'all know me, man. I'm a military guy. I'm an Iraq War veteran. Um, I've, I'm just like everybody else. I've gone through about, you know, I've, I've been depressed before. I've gone through, you know, a bad first marriage. I, you know, I definitely, definitely have been in situations where I needed somebody to talk to. Right? Better help is there. You know, um, I definitely recommend Better Help. Um, like I said, I benefited from therapy. You know, I believe it's definitely a good tool to have as far as dealing with whatever issues you're dealing with. Right? So I definitely, definitely recommend it. But if you're thinking about starting therapy, definitely give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule, which is key. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched up with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp because Lord knows, Wizards fans, we're going to need some therapy, man, to get through this season. So visit BetterHelp.com slash NBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's better help. H E L P dot com slash locked on NBA. Tonight's episode is also brought to you by Game Time. Talk, I'm a big guy as far as going to games. You know, I'm going to Wizards games, going to Nationals, Orioles, Commanders, DC Defenders, try to go to college games such as Georgetown, UVA. I mean, I'm always going to games, man. I'm trying them all. Seat Geek, uh, Ticketmaster, but to me, game time is just the best one. And I'm, I'm going to tell you why. Because you shouldn't have to worry about buying tickets to your next event. Game time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all your sports events and music, comedy shows, and theater events all near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and the best price guarantee. Game time takes guesswork out of buying tickets. I'm trying to tell you. See the view from your seat before you buy it so you know exactly what to expect when you ride, which is big, man. Because I'm trying to tell you. There are good seats and there are some bad seats. All the prices show your total upfront, so you know you're getting a great deal without all the hidden fees. Which, if you look at a couple of the other ticketing apps, hidden fees are the killer. Buy tickets in seconds with two taps, and you are good to go. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event, and even an hour after it starts, it's a place to find last-minute tickets. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on NBA for $20 off. Download game time day, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed, y'all. And locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked on sports today is here. 
for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On Plus, our national shows covering every league out there. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, y'all. We got it out of the way. So let's get into it. Um, obviously, looking at the current construction of the rotations of the, of the Wizards, Ty Jones is the point guard, right? But we know that as a, a veteran expiring deal, the likelihood of him being dealt at the deadline is very, very high. Because in my opinion, out of all the vets, he definitely has the most value, in my opinion. Uh, coming in here, uh, take it over for Monte Morris. We expected him to be that floor general. And for the most part, you know, his assist numbers are decent, right? Um, he, he has a floater. You know, he's added, you know, roughly around 7 to 10 points a game. You know, there's nights where he's had bad offensive nights, but I told you my expectation is for him to at least get his assist numbers up. But I'd say I say this, man. Um, I definitely expect him to be dealt at the deadline. So Jordan Poole, long term, I kind of want to see it. A lot of people have been kind of asking, you know, would a backcourt of Jordan Poole and Bilal Koulibaly work? And I'm gonna say yes. I, I believe it will work because if by looking at let's, let's look at that real quick, right? So if we slide Jordan Poole into the starting point guard position, which we know what he can do, you know what, what he can do is score at a high level. He's a, he's a he's a electrifying player who can score. Um, but what can he do? Efficiency is usually an issue. Um, some, he's, he's he's a young player who is kind of finding his way as far as his fit on this team, his franchise. But he's also kind of he's a young man who's still maturing, right? Um, Sometimes he can take low percentage shots. Sometimes he can be a little bit Hollywood. But by saying that, I think he's a young player who can work in D.C. if he figures his game out and he can work out the kinks in his game, which is being high efficient, shooting higher percentage shots, you know, working on his turnovers and utilizing the talent around him, right? Especially if he slides into the point guard position. But looking at Bilal, again, we know what he can do. Defending a high level. And that's why I think it works because if you look at point guards who are score first point guards, usually a two guard who has a little size to him and can defend is the best remedy to that backcourt. You know, that I think it definitely will work because I think that Bilal's defense is going to kind of, I, I guess, kind of hide the deficiencies in Jordan Poole's defensive game. But I think if you look at a lineup where, you know, you got Jordan Poole starting, Bilal Koulibaly at the two, Denny at the three, Kuzma, and Gaff, you got size, and you have two guys who can defend at a high level. Now, Kuzma, you know, is about hit or miss when it comes to defense, but his size allows him to be a little more aggressive in the defensive end. And obviously, offensively, man, with his ability at his size to, to drive the lane and score at will, to hit those clutch shots. Um, and again, I get it. Efficiency is usually an issue with him, too. But you're definitely getting a nice combination of defense and scoring by sliding Bilal Koulibaly into the two-guard position. Now, there are some people that think that Maybe Corey Kispert could be that answer. And I'm going to say this. Corey Kispert is not polished defensively. You know, on, on the starting five, I think Bilal, just, he just fits better. Um, Corey Kispert, I, look, I'm a fan. You know, he's a shooter. You know, when he's hitting the shots, man, when he's on his game, he's he's, he's a threat. You know, he can tend to cut. Um, he's got a high basketball IQ. But, you know what I'm saying, defensively, he, he's around average. You know, he, he's not really going to stop many people um so he's mainly a shooter he's mainly an offensive player um and we're going to talk about johnny davis obviously johnny davis is a lot better at defense but i definitely believe that after the deadline because like, like i said we know what's going on right now there's a log jam um they're still trying to figure out 
you're trying to boost the values. A lot of these veteran expiring deals like Landry Shamet, uh, Danilo Gallinari, uh, Delon Wright, you know, he's injured, but definitely he has value, but we'll see. Um, and Tyus Jones. I mean, I definitely think Tyus Jones out of all the veteran expiring deals has the most value. Right. So I think that eventually you're going to have to move on from either Delon Wright or Tyus Jones and maybe both depending on what they can get back as far as assets or young players. But long-term, I think Jordan Poole is better with the ball in his hands. Um, playing off ball just doesn't seem like the fifth to him. Um, and I know a lot of people have mentioned that and kind of observed that about his games, that I think he works best at point guard. Um, so definitely a, a lineup with Jordan Poole and Bilal in the same backcourt, I think will work. I definitely think it worked, especially long-term. I think, Especially, I mean, man, looking if you look ahead real quick, you know, hitting into next year's draft, you know, we got Denny here. I mean, Kyle Kuzma for right now, but he is definitely a tradable player. Um, but Bilal and Denny, defensive guys who their offensive games are definitely coming along, right? Um, if you can grab maybe an Alex Sar, you got a young guy at center, you know, or if you go point guard, you go on Isaiah Collier or DJ Wagner, or if we get to number one, a lot of people, I mean, and it changes. You know, one through five often changes, right? But Ron Holland was an option. So, I mean, can you play Denny to four? There's a lot of options as far as the next couple drafts for this team because we're rebuilding. But, you know, we have a lot of guys who are versatile. You know, Denny, he's a small four, but can he play to four? If you go get a wrong Ron Holland, absolutely. I, I believe you can. And that is a nice lineup, you know, especially. But in my opinion, this is my opinion. And you all know I just I have no problem <laughs> conveying my opinion. Um, we need to go to this next year's draft with two two lottery picks because if you can man if you can grab two high impact rookies out of this draft man that can speed up the rebuild and you got a nice young squad especially when it's spearheaded by Denny Avia and Bilal, Bilal Kulabali. I mean th- with that being your foundation and Jordan Poole look we're not going to write off Jordan Poole yet we know that look, you got booed in the Mavs game um he tended to be a little Hollywood you know he's got maturing to do but if this coaching staff, if this front office, if Wes Unseld himself and Kyle Kuzma as a leader on this team can work with him, get him straight, then you have a really good foundation here in D.C. And the realistic thing is, in three to four years, we could be a team that's up and coming and ready to compete in the Eastern Conference. We just had to draft well. And I think we started with that with Bilal Kulabali. You know, he we did not miss on Bilal, man. We did not miss on him. And I guess, you know, I guess we didn't miss on Denny either, in my opinion. I mean, I, I and I get it. I, I pump my brakes real quick. I know we were supposed to get Tyrus Halliburton, but I mean, I'm just not one of those guys that really live in, in live in the past, man. Let's look at the fact that Denny needed to be developed a little bit. But it, if he really, really breaks out this year, then he can definitely be a diamond in the rough in that draft class, in my opinion. So, yeah, I get it, Tyrus Halliburton, man. You make that pick. This is an entirely different team. I get that. I get that, man. But you know, we. I mean, you could say there's so many what ifs in Wizards history, right? I mean, think about it. The year under the uh, Gilbert Arenas era, man, when we traded the number seven pick for Randy Foy and Mike Miller, we are in a position to get Stephen Curry. I mean, time and time again, man, we found ourselves in position to get generational players, and we just failed. But, you know, look at Victor's where you can get him, man. I think Denny's definitely going to break out this year. And Bilal Koulibaly, man, trying to tell you, these two are definitely part of the young, young foundation of this franchise. And I definitely believe that Jordan, Jordan Poole still is. So. Would they work in the same backcourt? I say yes. Comment below. Let me know what you guys think. Could Bilal Kulabali and Jordan Poole work in the same backcourt? Definitely let me know. So next, we're going to look at Johnny Davis. Does he have trade value? 
He might, and a change of scenery could help. We're going to talk about that, but before we do, tonight's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. So what is Prize Picks? It's the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. We are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you versus the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more or less than your two to six players stat projections, and you watch the winnings roll in. So with the basketball season here, right, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the specials league, a league created especially for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at 10.5 combo of three points made and plus receptions. Want to play alongside some of the prize picks favorite players like rapper Mick Mill and, com- and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can do that. You can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in prize picks community each week. Prize picks even offers a reboot policy that your entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured, which is big, man, because I hate when they get hurt right before the game. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy so go to prospects.com slash locked on nba and use code locked on for a first deposit match up to 100 and again go to prospects.com slash locked on nba and use code locked on nba for a first deposit match up to 100 so finally before we're out tonight johnny davis obviously he's the big topic right now um it being a rebuild and we, we knew going into the season there was going to be a log jam Landry Sham is there. Um, Corey Kisper's there. You know, where do you find minutes for Johnny Davis? But now that DeLon Wright is out, I believe, um, a lot of you believe that this could be a time to kind of give minutes to Johnny Davis and see what he can do. And in the early part of the year, 15 minutes was really the expectation. But now he's been getting DMPs and then and against the Mavs, he got garbage time, six minutes. So what is his trade value? Well, a lot of people said none. But I do believe he does have a trade value. And I'm going to tell you why, because he can defend at a high level. Defense is starting to be, get back into being a commodity in the NBA. Now, we get it. The NBA has changed. With, with the emergence of Steph Curry and really Clay Thompson and shooters like them, um, three-point shooting has become an emphasis, especially if you look at positions like the center position, power forward position, where before, you know, when I was growing up with Patrick Ewan and, and Olajuwon and many other centers, Shaq, they weren't shooting no three-pointers. But now you got guys like Cat. You know, Jokic or sit back there and they're hitting three-pointers at a higher percent. And the same thing with power forward. Um, So three-point shooting is definitely a hot, the hot commodity in the NBA. But I believe defense is too, especially if you look at current you know deals that happened within the last two to three seasons. Rudy Gobert, a strictly defensive player, got a – I mean, they got a big haul for him you know, as far as the Jazz. So, and if you look at players like uh, uh, Marcus Smart, thank you, <laughs> Marcus Smart, Two first-round picks for uh, Marcus Smart, which is a defensive-minded player. So Johnny Davis, because his defense is going to have value, and I'm not not expecting a first-round pick. I'm not even expecting a second-round pick. But I think that if you look at a player like James Wiseman from Detroit, who, like Johnny Davis, is earning DMPs, a guy who hasn't quite figured it out yet. Um, If you look at James Wiseman, I I, I believe he played three to four games in Memphis because they had the whole scandal with Penny Hardaway and uh, his family getting benefits. (laughs) coming over to Memphis. So he didn't play a full college year. When he was drafted, he was very, very raw. And he remains very, very raw. But this is a rebuild. You know, you can you got to see if this coaching staff can work with him. We need depth at the center position because I think if you slide him behind Gaff, because Mike Muscala ain't it, man. I like Mike Muscala. 
I like everybody. I just love basketball, man. I, I really had no ill will towards anybody. But Mike Muscala, just saying it, man. Not long term. Um, definitely, I think he's a guy that can slide into a deal as far as a salary filler. But James Wiseman backing up Gaff, especially going to you know. I, and, I, and another thing, another knock that people have against that acquisition is he's on an expiring deal. But here's the thing: if he pans out, the Wizards have they have a lot of leverage to sign him to a team friendly deal because he's very raw. He's still a very raw prospect. So if you can get him straight and at least turn him into at least a really good rim protector, a lob threat and a guy who, you know, if you look at his highlights at Memphis and early on in the NBA career, he can't stretch the floor a little bit. So if you can see what you can get out of James Wiseman, change the senior trade for both him and Johnny Davis, I think that is a good move. So again, comment below. Let me know what you guys think, man. Should the Wizards make a move for James Wiseman and would a change of scenery help Johnny Davis? So, again, appreciate you guys, man. Like, again, uh, shout out to my man. He, taking, he had to take the day off, man, because he's got to get his mind right for that game on Friday night, man. So, definitely shout out to my guy, the real Ed Oliver, man. But appreciate you guys rocking with me going solo today. So, we're going to go ahead and call it a day. So, again, uh, Friday night, 7 o'clock, watch the game. Go to the game if you can. Show your support. Um, we're rebuilding. We're not going to be very good, but show your support, man. Um, because we got to build this fan base up too. You know, let's get excited about the prospect of this team. In my opinion, will be a good team. Just give them time, man, because rebuilds take time. But you know, this front office, they they have an eye for talent, and I don't think it's gonna be as long as you guys think it is, man. So comment below, let me know what you guys think. Where you get your podcast, a five-star review is much appreciated, y'all. And on the YouTube side of things, like subscribe. Comment below. Let me know what you guys think about all the content we covered tonight. Um, if you're not a member of Locked On Wizards, man, definitely consider subscribing to this channel, man. We're doing a lot of good content, man. I mean, we come on here, we have fun, we chop it up with you guys. It's definitely a good time on here with us. So, appreciate you guys, man. Everybody have a good night, a good weekend. Have a blessed weekend, everybody. And we'll see you guys Sunday. Everybody take care. You are.